Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by Rooted for Good. Rooted for Good is all-natural skincare and self-care products that smell and feel incredible while caring for your skin in person in a natural, wholesome way. Beyond that, as a Catholic-owned and operated business, Rooted for Good is dedicated to uplifting the poor around the world. For every dollar spent with Rooted, 10 cents goes to uplifting someone in need in a developing country. With Rooted, you have the opportunity to use premium natural products from a brand that aligns with your own values. They are thrilled to be sponsoring another episode of Abiding Together because our podcast holds a special place in their hearts, not only because they love Jesus too, but because so many from the abiding community have been a vital part of Rooted's unbelievable growth story. Today, thousands of customers across the country and beyond love using their Rooted products every day. Experience for yourself why greater than 90% of all Rooted customer reviews are five stars and why Rooted far exceeds national averages in customer retention. Customers also love that Rooted products are more affordable than so many of the big brand competitors. Founded by a Catholic mom of six boys, at Rooted, she believes that premium natural products should be accessible to everyone. So join the ever-growing Rooted community today and make the switch to all-natural skincare in 2023. Your skin will thank you for it. Use the code ABIDE10 to enjoy 10% off your purchases at rootedforgood.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, dear listeners. We are excited to announce to you that we are doing our Lenten book study on the healing power of the sacraments with a book by our dear friend, Dr. Bob Schutz, titled Be Transformed. You will not want to miss this. So you can order the book through Ave Maria Press in the United States, through Novalis in Canada, and it's also available on Kindle or ebook. If you order through Ave Maria Press, use the code TRANSFORM to get 25% off your entire order at AveMariaPress.com. For all the latest updates, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. See you there. God bless you. Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And we have people from all over the world on this walk together, and you are most, most welcome. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life, the movements of the Holy Spirit, what is breaking our hearts, what is healing us, and where the Lord is leading us to deeper relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever that is, you are most welcome. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And today we're going to talk about a revolution of tenderness and the beauty of tenderness and the strength of tenderness. And it might kind of challenge our ideas of what tenderness really is, but Pope Francis and the scriptures have really opened our hearts into some of these beautiful places as Christ who is so tender. But before we do that, Heather, you just sent another one of your children off to the great university called Franciscan. Mm-hmm. What's that been like for you, my dear friend? Well, it's pretty sad. Parenting is not for the faint of heart. I mean, let's just be real, right? Preach, sister, preach. Yeah, it's hard. Like um, Judah, my son, finished high school early. So this is nine months earlier than my heart was prepared for. I don't even know if it would be prepared for this nine months later. But so he got there early. We just dropped him off. He's doing great. I love this decision for him. I was like, this is what good stories are made of. Like he just like gave up basketball and all the things of his senior year because he felt like this is where God was leading him. And I'm so proud of him for it. So that being said, it is very quiet around this house and I miss him and I miss his cooking and I miss his jokes and I miss his 
just vibrant presence that he has in the house. So we're all a bit sad and missing him and excited mm-hmm. for him at the same time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here we are. How about you, Michelle? I'm good. I'm still hobbling along. And we just got news two weeks ago that my grandfather passed away and um, he was a hundred. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a little while, I've talked about him, like just I'll tear up. But I mean, I always cry now. But anyway, that's just like state of the union for me. But he's just he was a hundred years old, but just a life well lived. Like we just adored him, you know, and healthy till right till the last two weeks, like, so a healthy 100 years old, Mm. very vibrant 100 years old, still cognitively there, mobile, all Mm. the different things. Like he's so funny. He's like, I still got my teeth and I can still feed myself and I can still walk around by myself. So at a hundred years old, but we just um, had his funeral this past weekend and just still grieving the loss, but also celebrating a life well-lived and Mm. just on the tails of my dad passing away. So it's just a lot of loss all at one time, Mm. but... Yeah, our heart goes out to you. I mean, how how do you? Yeah, how do you even put that in a category? And just you were earlier this morning, you were talking just to us personally about just some of the amazing stories that you heard at your grandfather's funeral, just about what a wonderful legacy of he (laughs) left, and just what a beautiful man he is. And I, yeah, I think it's always beautiful to discover that the friends of our loved ones believe the same things about them that we did. Oh yeah, it's just he was one of the good ones. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely, one of the good Mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. Thankful and sad. (laughs) How are you doing, sister? Can we get a little update on your ankle, dear friend? (laughs) Because so many people care so much about your feet. Uh, (laughs) I want to say thank you for everybody's kindness in that regard. I I was mentioning earlier that I didn't realize when I said that, I'm like, I didn't realize all the outpouring that that would evoke. So thank you for your your consideration and your concern. I Just to let you know that I did have the ankle looked at. I had an MRI, I had an x-ray, I had an expert who does nothing but feet and ankles as a surgeon uh, look at it. And so there's nothing broken. There's no cartilage missing. He did say the ligaments are they're strained and so he gave me some physical therapy exercises to do and hopefully that can take care of it because I'd rather not have to have surgery on it but I will do my very best mm-hmm. I'm a trooper it's I'll do my very best to see if I can make that you know help my ankle get stronger but I just had so many years of being an athlete so many sprained ankles so many sprained ankles and mm-hmm. after a while you know get to the point where your ankles like we ain't doing this anymore we don't <laughs> we don't wanna, we're not doing this <laughs> We are, we, we are, are over, over it, this, so. friend. <laughs> we are over it. So today we're going to talk about, as we mentioned, tenderness. And our scripture passage comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verse 20. And this comes from the parable of the story of the prodigal son. And it says, So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And from Pope Francis, he says, Tenderness is not a weakness. Tenderness is the path for the strongest, most courageous men and women. It is the path of humility. The more powerful you are, the more your actions will have an impact on the people. The more responsible you are to act humbly. If you don't, your power will ruin you and will ruin the other. Connect your power with humility and tenderness. And there's so much there about power and humility and tenderness. And I'm just wondering, Michelle, do you want to start us off on your reflections on tenderness and the beauty of it? Yeah, but we were talking about it. And I think it's a journey that each one of us have been on. Like, what does it mean to like receive the tender and compassionate love of the Lord? And then what does it mean to be tender to oneself? 
which I think actually is the hardest, and then tender to other people. And we were talking about it earlier. That doesn't mean like excusing behavior or not accountability, but it means almost like once what we've talked about a couple times in the podcast, like a posture of the heart to receive the tender and the nurturing care of the Lord, and then also to treat ourselves with compassion. And it's really funny. Um, I'm in a boot right now. I fractured my foot also like we're a pair like the biting together foot issues you know like here we go and I walked on it for three weeks and I realized like I just pushed through the pain and when I went in she's like girl you have it broken in two places and I realized like I'm and I've been something I've worked about I've actually talked about on the podcast before but I'm so used to pushing through pain or avoiding pain or white knuckling things instead of being like because I'm like I don't want to be down I don't want to be a burden to other people I don't want to like out fill in the blank that I was like and she looked at me and she's like won't you give yourself the tenderness and recovery time that you need? And she even said those words, the doctor, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, just stop talking, will you please? And, Mm -hmm. um, but it was something I had to look at. Like, what is it about me that doesn't think that I deserve the same tenderness and compassion as I would give it was one of my kids or anybody else to be like, oh, let's put your foot up. You need to rest that. You need to do that. But for me, like, no, let's just power through. And I just love this. It's almost like this call, like this anthem that Pope Francis offers, a revolution of tenderness. And I even think that the culture we're in now, we are so quick to cancel people, which is not the gospel, by the way, and so quick to condemn or criticize, which isn't the gospel either, that we forget that we are supposed to love one another with kindness, with tenderheartedness, with gentleness, with patience. You know, that's not to say that we are believe in don't believe in absolute truth or don't believe in accountability, but there's a posture of heart that we have to receive to therefore get to ourselves and others. But it first comes for receiving it from the Lord and allowing him to love us with a tender and compassionate mm. heart. Yeah. So Heather, mm. what are your thoughts? Oh, I love everything you just said. I mean, let's just put that on a bug, the whole thing. It'd be a very large we can bug, do that. But, um, that was really good. But yeah, I think, um, Gosh, the world is lacking tenderness right now, just all over the place. Like as I look out at things, the things that are breaking my heart the most is the division that's occurring where people are taking sides. And it's happening in so many different realms. It's political realms, medical, you know, advice realms. It's like, well, I'm on this side or vaccines or not vaccines or, and even within the church, like I'm traditional, I'm charismatic, I'm this. It's like everybody seems to be picking their sides and forgetting like Mother Teresa says, that we belong to each other. And she says, if if we find that there's a lack of peace, it's because we've forgotten we belong to each other. And I think when we pick sides, we tend to lack tenderness towards each other. We just want to be right. And we just want to feel safe with the, with the ideas that we have. And we start to lose sight of like, these are people. These are children of God. These are souls. These are actually my people. And we, we tend to separate ourselves. And I think it's very hard to cultivate tenderness towards another uh, when we see them as an opposition or we see them as an enemy. And, and I've really been asking the Lord to show me those places in my own heart. Like, where am I lacking tenderness towards people who have different ideas than me, who worship differently than me, who, you know, whatever, like just are coming from a different, <laughs> a totally different worldview than me. How do I have tenderness towards other people and really understand. And I think a big layer of that is, am I trying to see the other person? 
in whatever circumstance they're in, am I actually trying to see them or am I just trying to like have them reflect mm-hmm. back who I am? <laughs> you know, I just want to hear more of myself from the people I'm talking to or do I actually want to see? And, and that does take a tender mm-hmm. approach to not be the one that's at the center of the conversation, uh, but to allow the other person to be the most important one that we're focused on. And, and that's a shift, I think, for a lot of us, really. Mm-hmm. Gosh, How about yeah. you, sister? Yeah, there's so many aspects there that you guys have brought out already so beautifully. And I was just thinking of the disarming, the disarming power of tenderness. And so when you think about tenderness, meaning gentleness or kindness, and also a sensitivity to pain, which we talk about like, oh, my, my, my ankle's tender or my arm is tender or, or we even say sometimes mm-hmm. on our podcast, we've talked about like, that's the tender place of my heart, a, a place that is easily wounded or a place that's mm-hmm. fragile or vulnerable and offering gentleness and kindness there. And you just see that so beautifully in the heart of Christ of how he doesn't ever shame a sinner. So you see him as he approaches people with various maladies, whether it's moral or physical or spiritual or intellectual, like his his tenderness to them and thinking about tenderness, there's something in it that we see. There's a tenderness that we see in men and a tenderness that we see in women, which is is manifested in, in, in different ways, but it's both necessary. But there's something about tenderness. I think that it creates such an ache in us. It's a desire for us to be received that way. And it also can be very disarming, but it also can be a place where they're just like, oh, like it, it kind of like what I deserve harshness here or that person deserves harshness. And and when we see the Lord responding and we see people in our life responding in tenderness, there's something that's so there's something that's so captivating about it. And it was just really like when you look at the word meekness, when people talk about when Jesus is meek and humble of heart, meekness is not being, in a sense, like unduly submissive. Meekness is being able to to sheathe your sword, to be able to, to harness your power. Mm-hmm. And the tenderness of being able to harness your power and harness the authority and harness whatever you need to say or however you need to be and to be gentle and kind. And I don't, I don't know. Like I, I've never regretted being kind. I have, I've regretted all kinds of things or I've seen the own places where my heart shuts down or I want to be harsh or I just pull away mm-hmm. or just all the avoidant places of my heart that are so mysterious to me at times. But I've never regretted in my life being very honest and very kind. And that's, that's how the Lord is. He's just so kind mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like tenderness is really another aspect of one of the parts mm-hmm. of our feminine genius, which mm-hmm. is sensitivity. And I think we've had some discussions before around this. I know I know we have, but I think it's relevant here is like what shuts down our sensitivity and mm-hmm. what shuts down our ability to be tender. And I think some of those things that we can look at within our own hearts, if it's like, how do I, how do I be more tender? That's the question that I want all of us to be asking as we leave this conversation. Like, how can I grow mm-hmm. in tenderness? And I think we have to look at the places of our heart where we've been hurt and we've mm-hmm. shut down and allowed a coldness to come over our heart, almost like wintry mm. places in our heart that we are shielding ourselves out of fear of being hurt or protectiveness. So we won't allow ourselves to be tender towards someone because that puts us in a vulnerable state. I had a situation with someone a couple of weeks ago where there was a bit of a misunderstanding and I, I left the conversation and I wasn't sure what happened, you know, but I found myself scared mm. and I thought, uh oh, it's because this person has the capacity to hurt me. Oh no. Mm. And I just felt, felt the fear coming up and like all my reactions of what I wanted to do. And I had to really like sit before the Lord and just be like, Lord, help my heart to Mm. stay open. Just help my heart to stay open and to not rush to assumptions about what, what might be going on. 
So yeah, I, I say that sensitively because I know that we all have places of hurt, but that those hurts are the places that God mm. wants to heal so that we can be free to be tender with others. So we can be free to be tender with ourselves so that we can receive the tenderness of God, which warms mm. those places of coldness within us and makes us more sensitive. Mm-hmm. As, as you say that, Heather, I'm thinking of the Chronicles of Narnia, the White Witch, right? Where it's, I was too. Yeah, always winter, never Christmas. And yes. just the the fearsome power of the White Witch and her beauty and her intimidation, which completely lacks any sort of tenderness or sympathy or empathy or kindness or gentleness or warmth or receptivity. And you contrast that with Lucy, the youngest of the children who is kind and she's tender and she's open hearted and she's brave and she's adventurous and, and her little, like she's so little, the white witch is like so quote unquote big. Right. But like the, yeah, I think, I think there's something, there's something about women, especially when we see harshness in women that it pierces us more deeply. And we know that somehow women in our hearts were meant not for harshness and cruelty or unkindness or, or, you know, uh, bitterness, but, openness and strength and vulnerability and softness and and care and there's something in that that we just intuitively know even if we can articulate that that that's a particular genius and a particular mm-hmm. strength that women have is our strength of tenderness mm-hmm. and i love it when we were researching just that whole call of the revolution of tenderness pope francis has two beautiful he has a couple things on it but two beautiful documents on it just like homilies that he gave and one is on mary that he gave. And it's when it talks about Mary's tenderness and it says, Mary gives us a mother's warmth, the warmth that shelters us amid troubles, the maternal warmth that keeps anything or anyone from extinguishing in the heart of the church, the revolution of tenderness inaugurated by her son, where there is a mother, there is tenderness by her motherhood. Mary shows us that humility and tenderness are not virtues of the weak, but of the strong. And I just, when I read that, when I was just talking about like, okay, like personally to myself, okay, like let's white knuckle it. Let's just, you know, push through. You can do it. You can figure this out. And I was like, what if this is an opportunity to remother myself in a way? What if this is an opportunity to see why that struck such a nerve in me and like come to it with tenderness, come to myself and ask myself the questions with compassion and curiosity. What is it that doesn't think that you allow to rest or stop or left this? Where, what area in your heart still needs to be mothered or still is a little girl that needs to come to its fullness and maturity and to approach it that way. And just like, okay, mama, Mary, teach me, show me how intercede for me. And, almost come to it with like a childlike wonder. Okay, what's going on right here? And to look at it and where do I really need to treat myself with tenderness, but look at, all right, where are my defense mechanisms Mm -hmm. up? And why do I even have these defense mechanisms? And I was like, Mm -hmm. and this is the journey of like excavation in our hearts to learn, you know, so we become the person that we are. And yeah, just to keep on going. Mm -hmm. And that just where where there's tenderness, there is a mother, that line. Like, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. Heather, what are your, what are you thinking? I get to see your little wheels turning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about, you know, you're talking about the places of poverty, like within ourselves, like where we recognize that. And I, I love you, you have here another quote from Pope Francis and talking about St. Joseph, where he says, tenderness is the best way to touch the frailty within us. And I mean, I I think that goes for other people too. The way that we see other people when we're Mm -hmm. met with harshness from someone I used to just be like, oh my gosh, what a jerk or you know, whatever my reaction was. And now I'm like, what is their story? 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's places of frailty within that person. And, and that's where tenderness grows. Like I said earlier, when we actually want to see the other person, not just respond or not just see ourselves. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. How about you, sister? Just final, some final thoughts here. Yeah. Well, there's a quote going around social media these last couple of weeks, and I don't know who the author is because I've seen several people post it. But the quote is, I no longer need the armor because my softness is the strongest part of me. And Mm. Yeah. Don't we all want to be met? Like even areas where we're physically wounded or emotionally wounded, or we want to be met with, and even in our persons, we want to be met with, with tenderness and care and kindness. And then ideal, I think all of us want to be able to offer that to, to other people as well. And kind of like you both are saying, like, what are the places in me that has come to a maturity? Cause that's a really a mature response. Like tenderness is a mature response. Cause it's not saccharine sweetness. It's not, not saying the hard things. It's not, it's actually a convergence of virtue. So to be able to respond in tenderness mm-hmm. is a convergence of, of virtue and of love and truth and beauty and goodness. And it's, it's something that's so powerful. It is so powerful for a woman, you know, say, for example, for a woman to be tender or for a man in his strength to respond in tenderness like St. Joseph or like Jesus of, of the prodigal, the, the peril of the father, the father who disgraces himself by running after his son. And he, he embraces his son who is completely bereft of all things and he embraces it with tenderness. Not like, I told you so, what's wrong with you? See it. And in that gives us, it's, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. And it is true, the revolution of tenderness of, and that's something that we can't conjure up on our own. So I think... You know, I think we were saying that, Michelle, like turning to Our Lady this week and saying, Mother, teach me how to be tender. Like, teach me how to receive tenderness. A lot of times, I think even receiving tenderness feels off-putting. And and there are places when tenderness has been misused to wound instead of bring mm-hmm. healing. And those are very sacred places. But I think for, for all of us to be able to offer and to receive tenderness and to allow ourselves to be loved there in those places, it truly is transformative. And that's where real healing, like that's where the real secure, strong, holy connection takes place. And that's where healing happens. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the, when we tell the hard parts of our story or we tell the parts that bring shame or different things to us and it is received with mm-hmm. tenderness, that is where the miraculous and healing mm-hmm. happen. And I love that scene in Goodwill Hunting, you know, when Robin Williams and Matt Damon, when they're in his office and he tells them like the story story of the abuse, like Matt Damon, you know, of the abuse and stuff like that. And Robin Williams receives him like such a father, you know, and he says, it's not your fault. And he says it again mm-hmm. and he's not your fault. And then Matt Damon fights him. He's like, don't mess with mm-hmm. me, dude. You know, like, and he drops a couple mm-hmm. of explicit words, but he's like, don't mess with me, dude. Don't mess with me. You know, like he, it's almost like he couldn't, he could handle the abuse, but he couldn't handle the tender yes. gaze and words of a father mm-hmm. figure. But that's mm-hmm. where the process of the healing took place. And then something in him, Matt Damon broke and Robin Williams was able to come closer and healing was able to take place. And those disintegrated parts end up coming back together in our heart. And that's what the father is inviting us to. That is what our lady is inviting us to. Where are these places of disintegration are parts where our heart have been like almost in silos that the Lord wants to bring them all back together and bring them into a, you know, a perfect wholeness that he is desiring for us. And so like, even just like, okay, how do we practically do that for the next week? Like listening to this podcast, what is one area that I need tenderness, that I need to receive tenderness from the Lord? What is one area that I need to give myself tenderness? And where in my world do I need to show other people tenderness? What is that one person that just aggravates you or frustrates you? Or, you know, you just, uh, are you just, it's so easy to be short with this person. You know, we each have those Mm -hmm. people in our life. Like I know that my person right now, he, 
and well, I can't say where, but anyway, um, <laughs> without giving up too much detail, but like, what if I approach it with tenderness? Because when I do approach this person with tenderness, the response changes mm-hmm. instead of when I approach it with frustration, I get a certain response and it's almost like hitting yourself up, you know, like hitting your head against a brick wall. Like, um, hello, we know the results here, but what are these practically speaking that we can start a revolution of tenderness within our own selves and our own worlds? Mm-hmm. Heather, what are you thinking? So good. I, I have no more thoughts. I mean, honestly, I was like thinking sometimes we need to keep it more simple. Mm-hmm. Like to just what you said, those simple reflections. And the point is actually take it beyond what we're hearing, what we're thinking about right now and move it to a place of change and action mm-hmm. and conversion within mm-hmm. us, which only the Lord can truly bring. I mean, not white knuckling, like, like you said, not trying to just try harder, but to really ask for the tenderness of God to be a gift that he gives us in our own hearts first so that we can give it to others. Mm-hmm. And I also invite our listeners, we'll uh, share the links in our show notes of the two sermons from Pope Francis about St. Joseph and about Mary. They're short, but packed with a lot of strength in them. There's just some a couple one-liners in there that you could just meditate and take those to prayer and see what the Holy Spirit stirs with you as you read those, you know, in your prayer time or your quiet time, however the Lord leads you. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea, friend. Well, as we sit in this tender place, Heather, would you like to offer our listeners your one thing for the week? I'm really excited about this one thing. <laughs> it is a new book by what? Debbie and Peter Herbeck called Lessons from the School of Love. Isn't that exciting? That's so Lessons cool. from the School of Love. So it's, you know, their grandparents now, they have lots of kids themselves and they're just talking about family life. I, I think it's just meant to be like total encouragement, sharing their wisdom and scripture. And yeah, so if you're an engaged couple, married couple, whatever, grandparents, this is going to be a great book. So I'm putting the link in the show notes. You can get it on the Renewal Ministries website in their shop. Mm, that's very cool. Michelle, what about you, dear? Do you have a couple? You have one? Do you have, what, what you got for us? I have one, one thing. Um, a good friend of ours, Jackie Mulligan, who does like reform wellness. She sent me an olive tree for a condolence gift for mm. my father. And what she didn't know is that I have been sitting there and praying with the olive tree and the garden of Gethsemane for probably the last six weeks. You know, the Lord really has me in that. And the garden of Gethsemane means literally olive press. Like mm-hmm. when you're suffering that the Lord brings new oil and new wine out of it. And so I had been meditating on this and the significance of the olives and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And lo and behold, this olive tree shows up at my door mm. and it is beautiful and it's such a thoughtful gift, but it was also such a consolation from the Holy Spirit and the Lord saying, I see you, your suffering, you know, is not in vain. There mm. is resurrection and I see you and I'm with you. So thank you, Jackie, for such a thoughtful mm. gift. But, and I'll put a picture of my cute tree in my cute basket you know, in my house. So sister, what about you? That's beautiful. Well, I have something that will be very, well, maybe not be so too tender because it's kind of spicy, but something for your body. Uh, my, my superior, like I mentioned to you, I live with her and she's an excellent cook. So she made, I'm going to put her recipe on here. She made spicy Korean meatballs Whoa. the other oh, day, hey. which are so, so good. They were so good. She, I mean, I think the recipe makes like eight um, I think I ate like six of, <laughs> six of the eight. It was so good. So if you're looking for a good protein source, something a little different than regular, just like meatloaf or, or regular like Italian meatballs, the spicy Korean meatballs, y'all are going to love them. And she made the sauce that goes with them and put them all over brown rice. So 
it's really great. Nice. Very simple and also protein packed and just fresh from your from your kitchen. So I will put that on the show notes. It's Fun. All about all about the food here. Okay. So, well, thank you so much, dear friends, for joining us, and we hope that the Lord experience, like the Lord, brings you into a deep experience of His tenderness for you this week because He loves you. So, until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Body Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.